art thou, O great mountain? Before Zerubbabel thou shalt become a plague, and he shall bring forth the headstone thereof with shoutings, crying, Grace, grace unto it. Shouts of Grace Center brings you pure and undiluted word of God from the impeccable throne of grace. Be blessed as you listen. Bless his holy name. What if God we serve? Father, we thank you. Can you in one minute just express your expectation to God? Because without expectation, you receive nothing. And you should never ever come to God's presence without an expectation. Can you just talk to God and ask Him exactly what He wants in this service? Father, we worship. We bless your name. Go ahead and express. Express yourself. Ask specific things. Specific things. Ask. Father, we worship. Father, we we thank you Jesus we bless your name we bless your name Lord speak to me in this service open my eyes of understanding, help me to learn at your feet. Help me to embrace the wondrous truths from your word. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray and everybody say, Amen. Hallelujah. You can be seated this morning. Thank you, choir. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I want to welcome us this morning to a wonderful time in God's presence. And I believe so strongly that um, God is going to be speaking to us in this service. We're going to be online on Facebook in some moments. We'd like you to help us share the video. Facebook.com slash KHC Global. Would like you to go there and share the video. Um, uh, 
I'm trying to check if you are online already. Are we online? Not yet. I want us to be online before I start the message. Okay. Hallelujah. Amen. All right. Okay, so uh, do us a favor. Okay, I see it already. Do us a favor by going online and um, help us to share the videos to your timeline and to several other channels. Okay. Hallelujah. All right, so this morning I'm speaking on the topic is very simple. Ponder on these things. Ponder on these things. And I'm going to be uh, telling us some very important things which I believe is really going to help us as believers and even as we start the year. It's going to help us a lot. It's going to help us a lot. Uh, because, you see, the, the thing about life is this. There has to be conscious, deliberate decisions that you make. The reason we don't have changes in our lives, the reason we don't see anything happen, most of the time, it's not because God doesn't want to do anything, it's because we have not made conscious decisions. And so, this message this morning is about where we need to make deliberate decisions of our, in our lives. In order to have that uh, productive and, you know, uh, uh, something we'll be trusting God for. And to have results. If you are on Facebook, kindly reduce the volume a little bit so that we don't disturb the service. Thank you. Okay, so now. I'm going to tell us about seven things very, very quickly. I'll be a little bit fast so that we can, you know, cover a lot of things here. Pastor Sylvester, please share the video to our groups on Facebook and to all other channels. Alright, so now, the first thing I want to talk about is purpose. Purpose. It's something you should deliberate on at the beginning of the year. Should deliberate on it. Deliberate on it and ask yourself whether you are in the line of God's purpose for your life. Why is this very important? It's very simple. It's important because all of us, when we stand before God, eventually, on the other side, the only thing we are reporting to God is as regards our purpose. We are not really going to talk about uh, how much houses we built, how much cars we bought, how much vacation you had in Dubai, and all of those things. Those things are good for you, but those are not the real deal when it comes to God. So the real deal has to do with your purpose. And so in Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5, Amplified Version, the Bible says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you and approved of you as my chosen instrument. And before you were born, I separated and set you apart, consecrating you and I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. In you know, we come to this thing we are talking about. 
you ought to come into a place where you understand that your purpose has been decided from the womb. Your purpose has been decided from before you are even given birth to. Before you ever came to an awareness of uh, your environment or your family, your friends. Ever before you started taking your first step as a little child. Ever before you came to the age of accountability. Ever before any of those things happened. God decided your purpose on us. In Hebrews chapter 10 verse 7, we discover that even Jesus Christ came because of a purpose. It says, then said I, lo, I come in the volume of the book, it is written of me, to do thy will, O God. And that is a place where every one of us has to get to. The reason we are here is to do the will of God. At the end of the day, it's not about running around and... It's good to run around and feed your family and provide for your family, provide for your wife, take care of your husband. All those things are good on this side. <laughs> on the other side, it's all about purpose. Purpose. In the message translation of Hebrews 10, 7, it says, So I say, I'm here to do it your way, O God, the way it's described in your book. All of us, as we have books written about our lives, specific things and instructions about the counsel of God for our lives. And everything about your life should be to discover what it is and to run with it. In First John chapter 3 verse 8b, Jesus Christ said, For this purpose, the Son of Man was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. In other words, the manifestation of Jesus Christ was because of a specific purpose. All of us are manifested here right now on this side of the world. But until you actually dis discover a purpose, you are not actually manifested yet. It is when you are the path of purpose fulfilling it, energized by your purpose, that is when you are actually manifested. Are you following me this morning? I need your response. I say, are you following me this morning? So we understand the question of purpose is extremely important. The second thing is placement. All of the things I'm talking about start with letter P. Makes you to remember it very vividly. Letter P. Placement. In Exodus chapter 23 verse 21, the Bible says, And the Lord said, Behold, there is a place by me, and thou shalt stand upon thy rock. See, there's a place by God that is meant for you and only you. One of the things you have to do is to find out how to discover that place and stay with it. In Genesis chapter 12 verse 1, the Bible declares, Now the Lord hath said unto Abraham, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land that I will show thee. You see, destinations are not decided. They are discovered. The place where you should settle down. The church where you should attend. Everything is being written. You need to understand. It's been written about you. It's not for you to decide. Okay, okay. Well, I love this place. Oh, that place is lucrative. I'm going there. Mm -mm. It's for you to find out from God about where you have been geographically assigned and stay there because that's the only place where you flourish. 
Are you following me? So you find out in terms of location, city, country, and you stay there. Then you find out in terms of spiritual location, your church. The church where you worship is not what to just wake up and say, they are not nice in this place. I'm going. I'm going there. And then you start moving around. No. There is a family where your allocation has been placed. Until you locate that family, suffering continues. And yes, you, you might even build a house, have a couple of cars, and you think, I'm doing well. What's your definition of doing well? What is What actually is doing well in terms of your purpose? Every time you are wrongly located, you are far away from your potentials. You are far away from all the things God has allocated to you. You are far away from the blessings of God upon your life. That's the way it works. Which is why everything the devil tries to do is most of them move you out of your local assembly. Out of unnecessary offense. Little thing happens, you just move out. You move out of your allocation. You find out where you're supposed to be and you stay there. You glue yourself to that place. You hold it. You magnetize yourself there. Nothing is going to move it from there. And you serve God with your heart. And come and tell me if you are not going to be blessed. Until you prioritize God, there is no movement. God is such a jealous God. If God isn't a jealous God, then okay, you can do what you need to do. And every, He's a jealous God. Every time you prioritize your career, your job, your business above God, you're missing it. You're missing it. And how do you know you prioritize your job or your career above God? You don't come to church services. You are busy chasing money. Check your Bible very well. Seeking for the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things you are chasing about, they will chase you. If you are the one chasing money, you will chase it forever. And the only thing that will keep on coming is coins. And you will know. You feel you are good. You feel you are good. But you will far away. That will not be your portion in Jesus' name. Number three is passion. What's the first thing I talked about? Purpose. What's number two I talked about? Placement. Number three is Passion. Your passion for God must be contagious. Your passion for God must be visible in all you do. In Luke chapter 10 and verse 27, the Bible says, it said that you love the Lord your God with all your passion and prayer and muscle and intelligence. And that you love your neighbor as well as you do yourself. Where is Pastor John? I told him to always be on this keyboard. Love the Lord your God with all your passion and prayer and muscle and intelligence. And that you love your neighbor as well as you do yourself. How do you love God? Love him with all your passion. Passion. See, when you're passionate about something, you chase that thing. You're thinking about that thing. That thing fills your mind. If you've ever been in love, you understand what I'm talking about. You're passionate about that guy or that lady. You want to be with him every time. You want, you want to, you want to hear his voice. You want to chat with him. You just want to be around. That's passion. Now direct that passion to God. You must be passionate about God. Because what you are passionate about, that's where your heart is. And God wants your heart to be with him. In the passion translation of Luke 10 27, listen to what it says. It says, the religious scholar answered, it says, you must love the Lord God with all your heart. All 
all your passion, all your energy, and your every thought. And you must love your neighbor as well as you love yourself. Love the Lord with what? All your heart, all your passion, all your energy, and even your thoughts. Hey, that's a whole lot of requirements right there. God wants you to love him with everything about your life, your, your thoughts, your mind, your actions, everything you do. Love me. That's what he says. That's what he says here. And you know something? The proof of desire is in pursuit. You can't say you love God and you're not pursuing him. You can't say you love God and we can't see the evidence in your life. You can't say you love God and we don't see these things happen in your life. You've got to understand how it works. Number four. Number four is payment. Payment. In Proverbs chapter 3, verses 9 to 10, the Bible says, Honor the Lord with your substance and with the false fruit of all thy increase. So shall thy bands be filled with plenty. You see, there's a condition and a promise there. There's a, pro- there's a, there's a promise that comes with it. So shall your bands be filled with plenty and your prices shall burst out with new wine. Come on, say amen. I'm praying for somebody this morning. Your bands will be filled with plenty. Bands represent your bank account. Your prices shall burst out with new wine in the name of Jesus. How do you honor the Lord? False fruits, tithes, and offerings. Very important. It's something you honor in with. God is not going to spend the money. What God is searching for is the honor of doing it. Understand this thing. Is God going to come down and spend it? No! The church will spend it. But the honor of bringing that money to God shows that you are passionate about what he's passionate about. What is God passionate about? His work, his kingdom, souls, getting more people and all these things hey it requires a lot of money in second chronicles 20 20 it says believe in the lord your god so shall you be established establishment comes as a result of believing god i say don't stop there believe his prophets so shall you prosper i know there are false prophets i know there are charlatans i know there are uh, false pastors but whenever there are false pastors they show you there's an original pastor somewhere you can't have a fake without the original so rather than summarize all those pastors no it's not it's never like that so you believe in the lord your god and then you believe his prophet so shall you prosper how do you believe in a pastor we're supposed to believe god isn't it but the bible says believe his prophets how do you believe his prophets number one you believe his words because they are the words of God. Number two, you support what he's doing. That's how you believe. If you believe in, in orphanages, what do you do? You put more, your money there. If you believe in uh, uh, giving to... you See, your money goes where you, where you believe. So, when you say believe is perfect, what you support what is being done with your substance. And so there are three ways to do that. Because you, when, you say, when you want to honor man... You honor your parents, you honor your pastors, and you give to the poor. 
why do you honor your parents with your finances regularly you honor them because the bible says it will be well with you and your days will be long when you honor your parents it will be well with you no evil will come near you and you wouldn't you wouldn't need to pray for long life that's one number two why should you honor pastors because he says the person who is teaching you you should communicate back to him in the good things that god is blessing you with are you following me here so a particular translation where we just read says honor your pastors so you can stay on top so you give to your pastor to stay on top why should you give to the poor so that you will not go to their level see those three levels are important number five is principles come on say principles i can hear you say principles in job 17 9 17 9 message translation is about principled people hold tight they keep a firm grip on life sure that their clean pure hands will get stronger and stronger if you live your life without any form of principles without having certain principles you live by life will decide where your destiny goes i mean things will just happen to you i mean there'll be one incident today and then you move there and then another incident there and then you spend all your savings on it and then another incident right there and then you travel there and then another incident life will dictate for you when you are principled you have principles that are fashioned out of god's word you take charge of your life for example i don't leave my house if i don't read my bible that's a principle right there it's a principle to organize your life if you don't do it life will dictate to you what you do in the morning are you following me life will will enter into your life and make it chaotic and haphazard that will not be your portion in jesus name once there is no principle anything happens for example as a single lady i don't sleep in a guy's room it's a principle if you don't if you don't have such principles and say yeah stay now stay now okay i will stay anything could happen things could happen that will that will impact your life for the next 40 years so you are guided by principle you are not just I mean you you're, you're not just there anything just goes anything just happens and when you are, when you are a man of no principles people know so they barge into your life barge into your life barge into your things. principles i don't go to church late for anything there are people who do like that they are not pastors they are not even workers but they don't go late god honors such because it's an honor to god understand how this thing works when you have no principle you come late today you come early tomorrow then when they reprimand you then you come early then when they when they relax then you come. i mean no principles have a principle have a time you wake up in the morning have a time you leave your house to come to church if you don't have those principles life will dictate to you your body will tell you you are tired this morning rest a little are you the pastor of the church is it about being the pastor of the church or about honoring god after all I'm not in any unit. Yeah, it's not about unit. It's about God. Everything is about God. 
Are you following me? Pastoring here in the city of Ibadan is about God. That's what God asked me to do. You think I don't want to go to somewhere like Lekki and go pastor? I mean, somebody was telling me last week, do I know anybody who can pastor a church in Lagos? The pastor is in the United States of America. He, got a, he has a property in Lekki. Massive property that has church auditorium. All the equipments are there. The chairs, the instrument, everything is equipped with the offices equipped with residential apartment in the same big compound. It's like a country home converted to church. Lush gardens. Beautiful place. Massive salary. Said, do I know anybody? I said, I don't know. I can never know. He looks juicy. Oh, I can't. If you offer me 100, and I'm, I'm being sincere, 100 billion dollars, I can't leave my purpose. It's not for sale. It's not for the highest bidder. It's about pleasing God. And until you get to that point, you don't understand certain things. If it's about the highest bidder, ah, show I'm there. Oh, yeah. Here you go there and pastor. After the church grows, and the senior pastor says, I'm relocating back to Nigeria. It's an employment. It's not a call. It's an employment arrangement. You are sacked. So you come back to Bere. Principles. Number six. Presence. Presence. Hear me and hear me, people of God. You must have a presence. And I'm talking about the presence of God. Every time you are carrying a particular presence, it depends on whose presence. Either you are carrying God's presence, devil's presence, or your presence. <laughs> and your presence cannot get you anywhere. The devil's presence will reduce you to your lowest ebb eventually. God's presence is what you need. In Exodus 33, verses 14 to 15, it says, And he said, My presence shall go with thee and I will give thee rest and he said unto him if thy presence go not with me carry us not up hands that was Moses saying if you are not going to give me your presence who could kill me here I don't want to go anywhere you know why he was saying that he understood what it means when it comes to the presence of God Number seven. We have two more to go. Number seven is people. Remember the topic is ponder on these things. People. If you haven't shared this video, please help us share it. Go to Facebook, KHC, Facebook.com slash KHC Global and help us share that video to your timeline. So people. You see, people can destroy your business, your organization, your ministry. People can stop you from making heaven. They stopped Moses from entering the Canaan land. With all the sacrifice that that guy made, people stopped him. The same way people can help you advance your ministry or your business. An example is David. Look at 1 Chronicles 12 and verse 8. Look at what it says. It says, and of the Gadites 
there separated themselves under David into the old, to the wilderness, men of might, men of war, fit for the battle, that could handle shield and buckler, whose faces were like the faces of lions. And they were as swift as the rose upon the mountains. You see what we are saying here? People came to David to help him. Not just mean people, but people, men of war, fit for the battle, that could handle shield and buckler, men whose faces were like the faces of lions. What does it mean when it says the faces are like the faces of a lion? The Bible says a lion turneth not away from any. A lion is, 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 the mind of a lion is made up. Decided. So when you have a man come to join you, for example, in ministry, described like this, whose face is like the face of a lion, you are blessed. He is not vacillating in his heart. He is there. Morning, afternoon, night is there. If you have such a man in your business, you can go to sleep while your business runs. Helpers of destiny. (laughs) Are you following me? Helpers of destiny. People that God deliberately sent into your life to help. Without such helpers, you are finished. You are on your own. You need people. You need people whose mind are made up. Not people that will say, God asked me to come and walk with you in ministry, pastor. Say, bless God, you are welcome. And after one and a half years, God has moved me to another ministry. You know, I mean, you need people. Look at somebody like Bishop Abuye to Bishop Edepo. Awesome. 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 The clout of that man is like a father to bishops. But he's not a founder. He just found this place and stayed there. Not everybody will have a pioneering ministry. Some people will. When you have a pioneering unction upon your life, then you've got to start something. And God will, uh, uh, God will, you know, God will validate it with results. Well, it's not everybody that can start something. Not everybody are starters. Some people will have to find their significance and relevance in something that has started already. So you find out from God and then you stay there. Are you following me? That's how it works. At the time, I thought all my life I was just going to be an assistant. God never spoke to me about pioneering. Not once. So I was content with what I was doing. Very content. And I never moved until God said, move to this place. I just stayed there. Are you following me here? But it comes to a time, you know, that unction came upon my life. And even then I was reluctant. I saw my spiritual father in my dream telling me, go and start your church. Go and start your church. For up to two years, I was just reluctant. I wasn't interested in starting. I want to start. I wasn't interested. I just wanted to obey God. So I wanted to be very sure. But if you go start where God has not asked you to start. 
Church is not something you dabble into like that. People, can, the people you want to pastor can kill you successfully. So you pray for people, not for strange sons. I mean, I mean, uh, 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 a man of God taught one message at a time. Said, "Deliver me from strange sons." that God will send into your life to help. You need such people. People with competencies. People that will say, this department, pastor, don't worry, don't worry. It's okay. I got it. You see, such people have a kingdom mentality to just advance whatever God is blessing. Are you following me here? People can vacillate between two opinions that can cost you your life. Today, they say, Hosanna, Hosanna. Following day, crucify him. Kill him. We don't want to see him again. What do you do with people? Let me tell you five things quickly. Number one, deal with people according to knowledge. Everybody's different. You can deal with people in a general sense. There are some people that require some level of sensitivity by virtue of their temperament, by virtue of their uh, level as believers, by virtue of their willingness to submit themselves for mentoring. So you deal with people according to knowledge. So there are people that God can show me about certain things about their life, and I'll call them immediately, come, 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 come. And there are people God will show me, and I won't say a word, I'll just pray. Because not everybody has given you allowance into their lives. And if they haven't, if you, if you talk, you can, be, you can be despised. That's what the book of Proverbs says. It's not everything you say. Are you following me? But there are people by virtue of relationship, I can reprimand them. I can say anything. And they will be good with it. Because the wise will receive instruction. The foolish will despise instruction. And the Bible says, he that refuses instruction will die. He said, if you refuse instruction, you don't love your soul. Ah, leave me alone, leave me alone, it's my life, it's my life. You don't love your soul. Even as your senior pastor, as a lead pastor, I go for instructions with people that are above me. That's how the kingdom of God has been, has been fixed. People above you know things you don't know. So it's wise for you to talk, to open up, to communicate, to ask questions. Every time the devil wants to kill you, he first of all isolates you. Every time he wants to deal with you, he will isolate you from people that can help you. And isolation will lead to desolation eventually. Deal with them according to knowledge. Number two, never try to please people while displeasing God. Never try to please people. Don't be a people pleaser. People will wear you out. This is vigilant. Something you have to cooperate with if you are part of the family. That's the way it works. Number three. Never form alliance with people against the leadership of the church. You see, every time somebody is offended against the church, that person will look for somebody else to talk with. He will look for somebody. Because the, the strength of uh, schism or division that the devil is trying to introduce into that system can only be initiated when the thing spreads, the offenses spread. 
so the devil will suggest somebody to you who is equally offended so you share your friends with him say hey no wonder so you become uh, it becomes a parasitic relationship you are feeding yourself with the offenses from time to time so you want to be careful with somebody approaches you and is talking against the leadership you tell the best please don't kill me early I don't want to hear if you have issues go and make a note to the leadership what am I going okay what do you want me to do when you are reporting an assistant pastor to me what do you want me to do to go and talk to him go and talk to God that called him so never form alliance with people against the leadership of the church he's not going to pay you he's going to hinder your prayers may your prayers not be hindered in the name of Jesus hallelujah number four the voice of the people will always be inferior to the voice of God it is not what the people want it is the voice of God the voice of the people is the voice of God there is nowhere in the scripture where it says that number five stay out of competition and comparison traps never compare yourself with anybody sister A is married I'm not married brother B has traveled to Canada three times I'm yet to travel to Lagos stop it and flow with God's plan for your life never compare yourself with anybody if you are going to compare yourself with anything compare yourself with yourself compare yourself with God's purpose for your life and fire yourself up to move on in the direction of where God has created you there is something called uniqueness of destinies we are not created generally or together when the cloven tongues of fire came upon them in the book of Acts each cloven tongue upon each person everybody has his own God could have sent a general fire he said no I want everybody to have an experience because we are uniquely packaged they that compare themselves to themselves are fools they are not wise so says the scripture every time you compare yourself you go into envy and jealousy and that's the tool of the devil right there are you with me? Never compare yourself with anybody. Everybody's doing well, not doing well. How, what's your definition of doing well? He has two cars and a bungalow. He's doing well. No. It's God that knows who is doing well. Based on God's purpose for your life. <laughs> Are you following me here? don't compare yourself yes aspire for good things believe God for the best strive to go forward but don't compare and don't be covetous be secure in God are you following me every time you you, te- you train yourself to be uh, falling the comparison trams you're not going to be a happy person you'll be sad most of the time depressed most of them because every time you see something you want or you could have been or you think you could have been you are sad in your heart you are not happy for that person and whatever you are sad for you can attract say rejoice with those that rejoice somebody buys a car rejoice with it don't say hey, I will buy my own too yes you will buy your own but rejoice first are you following me here 
Number eight, which is the last one, is partner. What do I mean by partner? I'm talking about your marriage partner. The choice you make in marriage will either stagnate you or advance you. If you're already married, this advice is not for you. It's too late. And I know it's not too late in the negative because you are married well and married right. Hello. But if you are single, I'm louding it to you. Permit me to use that word. Don't marry for sentiments. Marry because of direction. Don't marry because of comfort. He's got two cars. He will give me one after marriage. He walks in shell. Don't shell up your destiny. Am I saying you can't marry somebody from a company? Please do. If that's God's plan for your life. And moreover, the one that is not in shell today can be in shell tomorrow. And the one in shell today can be sacked tomorrow. It's God that knows the best for you now. I mean, you are using this small brain to calculate. It's only God that knows who will love you now and will still love you in 50 years' time. That's why your bald head, like a bald eagle. It's, someone, it's God that knows the person that loves you now when you are figure eight. Write statistics. Coca-Cola bottle. Who will still love you when you are now football? It's only God that knows. It's only God that knows the person that will last you. Who will not turn you to a widow or a widower in five years' time? The only thing you are looking at, the height. The height. Tall, dark, and handsome. Loaded in the pockets. What do I like a jito dear? What do I love the dimples? Oh God. <laughs> Leave all those things, my friend. People are even putting artificial dimples now. Are you following me here? Work together with God in choosing a partner. And for you that are married, let me leave this with you before I close. Focus on yourselves. Every time you shift focus from your spouse, trouble is looming. I mean, you are a married man and you are secretly admiring another lady in church. You are not an evil person for doing that or a pervert or anything. No, you are, you are, you are in problem when you embrace the thoughts. Because the devil will usually bring Bible calls it fairy thoughts. Bring those thoughts. Negative thoughts. Things that will amper you. Things that will delay you. Things that will reduce you. Things that will cut you short from God's blessing. Things that will affect your relationship with God. The devil will bring all of that. It is your responsibility to say, Mira, I don't want. No. I refuse it. I reject it. I cast down uh, 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 casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God. That's what the Bible says. Everybody has that responsibility. Pray the Holy Ghost. Come on, pray the Holy Ghost. Don't stop it then. Don't stop it. Don't stop it yet. Pray the Holy Ghost. Come on. Pray the Holy Ghost. Labaranto Shakira Ketaya. 
Concerning all these things, if you don't have, just pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Mendele Brusa Cardinandish. Lekarusa Ruda. Yetaze de Katitate. Ela Baba Baba Barika to Yakitakitate. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Help us, Lord, to live according to your word, according to your injunctions. Help us! Alabarato Shakia. In Jesus' name, we pray. If you are here this morning and you have not given your life to Jesus, I would like to present us an opportunity to do so. It is the greatest decision you will ever take in your life. If you are making that decision this morning, say after me, Lord Jesus, come into my life. I accept you as my Lord. And personal savior. I declare you died for my sin. You rose up on a third day. From today. I'm a new creature. All things have passed away. All things have become new. In Jesus name. Congratulations if you prayed that prayer. Welcome to the body of Christ. Welcome to God's kingdom. Please kindly leave a comment. Or send us a message on any of our social media handles. So that we can send you the relevant materials. God bless you. This message is brought to you by Dunamis and Sophia and part of the Church of the Lord Jesus Christ, Shouts of Good Center, and Kisses and Hopes Club, an online ministry to singles and married couples. Connect with us on Instagram at Pastor Dunamis, at Pastor Sophia Bola, at Shouts of Grace Center, at KC underscore global, on Facebook at KC Global. YouTube at Dunamis Tunde Noah on MixLR at KHC Global. Visit our website www.kcsandhooks.com via our mail at kcpartners at gmail.com to partner with us kissesandhooks.com slash partnership. God bless you.